As humans, we often struggle with context when it comes to our faith and regularly fail to apply the Word of God in our daily lives. Verita's podcast is a weekly Bible study led by Rev. C.B. Samuel and through it, we try to understand and locate the roles we are called to play in the world we live in by delving into the teachings of the Holy Bible. We welcome you to join us in learning more from the Word of God and in learning how to live out meaningful lives as Christians. Okay, let's get started. Um, you know, for those who are joining for the first time or after a long time, uh, we are doing a series on the Holy Spirit, specifically looking at the Holy Spirit in the context of the Old Testament. Uh, but we did uh, look at uh, passages from the New. I started off by looking at Romans chapter 8, and then uh, later on, I looked at John chapter uh, 14, uh, and uh, now um, for the last few weeks, we've been looking at the Old Testament, starting with Isaiah. And then uh, last time we looked at Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And uh, so I want to continue looking at the Old Testament context of uh, the Holy Spirit. And if you remember, for those who were there, I was saying that it's a very important part of understanding the Holy Spirit, understanding the Holy Spirit, because uh, especially uh, for uh, those who belong to Christ, that belonging to Christ is specifically something that is uh, affirmed and uh, acknowledged by our relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. So the significance of the Holy Spirit is very strong in the Bible. And I think it is very important that we not only uh, have our right understanding of the Holy Spirit, but also a right experience of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is someone who is not only to be known in terms of who he is, but also we have to know the Holy Spirit in terms of our experience of the Holy Spirit, because all that we can experience of God is largely the experience that comes to us through our experience of the Holy Spirit, because that was the purpose for which God sent the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was very clear when he left, he told his disciples that you wait in Jerusalem, you will receive the Holy Spirit. And he was very clear that you know, his going is important so that we would have the Holy Spirit. And uh, so it's very important for us in respect to what denomination we come from uh, to understand this significant place of the Holy Spirit. In fact, Paul in Romans chapter eight says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you do not belong to Christ. He didn't say that if you don't know about the Holy Spirit, he said, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, and so we were, so that is one of the reasons we started this inquiry on what does it mean to have the Holy Spirit and what are the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so we've come to the book of Ezekiel. Now, Ezekiel is an interesting uh, 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 prophetic book because uh, there's much of, when you look at the fact aspect of the Holy Spirit, because uh, the prophet, more than any other prophet, uh, in the Old Testament is somebody in whom, you know, much of his prophecy 
and his experience of God was related to uh, the spirit of God constantly uh, involved uh, in his life, being involved in his life. And uh, so uh, when we study about Ezekiel, even though the verse uh, in Ezekiel about the Holy Spirit is what we saw last time, you know, where it, where the Holy Spirit as that uh, is the Spirit of God, it says in uh, chapter 30, uh, we saw it last time in verse chapter 36, when God said to them uh, through the prophet Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart, it says in verse 26, and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and to be careful to keep my laws. And then we saw last time uh, a very beautiful picture that uh, Ezekiel experienced when God showed him how the dead bones will come to life when the spirit of God is upon them. So it says in Ezekiel chapter 37 about the Holy Spirit and uh, prophet Ezekiel seeing these dead bones. And it says there in verse uh, 13, then you, my people, it says in chapter 37 and verse 13, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. Basically, when the spirit is communicated through the prophet Ezekiel as someone who brings life into that which is dead. And it's not talking about, uh, you know, a resurrection of the body, which is a different issue. But here it's uh, people of Israel who have given up and uh, God breathes into them and he says, my spirit will be upon you. So that's basically what we saw last time. So I want you to I want to look at Ezekiel in terms of the experience of the spirit. And uh, the first few chapters of Ezekiel is largely, you know, in fact, up to chapter 10, is largely about the prophet Ezekiel having uh, an experience of seeing God. And I wanted to take a few minutes to look at that in detail and then look at one chapter in Ezekiel which expresses so beautifully the work of the Holy Spirit. But Ezekiel himself as a prophet, as I was telling you, was somebody whose experience of the Spirit is uh, so well documented. It doesn't mean that the others did not have experience of the Spirit. But prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah, who we saw, they talked about the Holy Spirit. But there's not much of a mention about them interacting with the Spirit. But here in Ezekiel, it is communicated so powerfully. And I want to look at that before we look at one chapter in Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 1, it talks about Ezekiel actually seeing a vision of God. In fact, he says, I saw visions of God. He says in chapter 1 that when he was uh, among the exiles, you know, the prophet Ezekiel, as I told you last time, was somebody who was living uh, not in Israel or Judah. He was among those who was taken as captive to Babylon. And while he was there, he saw a vision. And he says, I saw heaven open, a very similar language which uh, you know John uses when he talks about it in the book of Revelation. 
He says, I saw heaven open and I saw visions of God. Not just one, many times. It's not that he saw many gods, but he saw visions of God, which you would see in this particular book. Ezekiel was led with a lot of visions. He saw many times, you know, these things about uh, heaven. And he says, I saw visions of God. And then he says in verse 2, then on the fifth month, it was the fifth year of exile. Perhaps, you know, he says, because in verse 1, it talks about the fourth month when he saw visions of God. And on the fifth month, fifth of the month, it was the fifth of the year of exile. The word of the Lord came to me. He saw vision of God and then he talks about God's word coming to him. And uh, he then uses another phrase later on in verse 3. He says there, the hand of the Lord was on him. And uh, so basically he talks about an experience of God. He saw visions of God. And then it says he, the word of the Lord came to me. Now, the prophets use this phrase very often. They don't say that they heard God's word, but the word of the Lord came to them. You know, it is a word which is given to them and trusted to them so that they can communicate it to others. And so he says, the word of the Lord came to me and then the hand of the Lord was upon him. A very interesting way, arrangement. He sees God, he receives the word of God and the hand of the Lord was upon him, perhaps to strengthen him, to do what God wants him to do. So and then from verse four onwards, he talks about this vision of God that he saw. You know, and now that, that's not our focus today. But uh, what he does was he talks about God and the cherubim and brilliant light. And this particular vision that he saw of God is repeated many times in the book of Ezekiel. And he says, you know, just like at the river, you know, on the, you know, when he was sitting near the Kebar River, he saw this vision of God. Later on, he talks about the similar thing and says, just as he saw it at the Kebar River. So uh, this particular picture that he saw of God seated on the throne, being celebrated by all these heavenly creatures and a lot of movements, and all these things, he talks about it from verse, uh, verse 4 onwards. And then um, verse 25, it says, Then there came a voice from above the vault. He's talking about God seated there on the throne. And he said, above the vault, over their heads was what looked like a throne. And he sees God. And then he says towards the end in verse 28, second part of it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. He doesn't say this was the appearance of God, but that is the language used. You know, when we see God, we see him in all his splendor. And he says, when I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one speaking. And a very beautiful picture that he communicates of having seen God and uh, and then what happens is that uh, he says, he said to me, son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. And as he spoke, the spirit came into me, raised me to my feet and I heard him speaking to me. So what happens here is where the uh, prophet Ezekiel talks about his experience. 
that when he saw God <coughs> lifted up <coughs> and he fell down in awe, when he fell, it says, when he fell face down, he says, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. There is no uh, particular um, order which we emphasize, but I think it's a very significant uh, you know, experience which is repeated many times that uh, it is in the context of worship. Now, I'm not sure, like Isaiah, when it says Isaiah went into the temple and there he saw God lifted up. Now, I think in this particular case, it doesn't say that Ezekiel had gone, you know, there was no temple to go to, but it was not as though Ezekiel went into some place to see God, but actually he intentionally took time, you know, to become aware of God. And then he saw God. And I think it's a very important experience to emphasize many times our experience of the fullness of the spirit is very strongly linked to our intentional commitment to focus on God. Of course, it doesn't mean that there are times that there are no times where the spirit just overtakes and uh, directs us. But one of the important things is that our intentional, our worship of God should be that which is intentional and focusing. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't say why Ezekiel saw God, but definitely it looks as though he took time. Here it says he was by the Kebar River. Perhaps he took time to go away from the crowds or he woke up like Jesus did many times. And, uh, and so what happens is in one such occasion and not just one such occasion, many times after that, he saw God. And I think it's very important, you know, because many of us have a tradition of reading the Bible in the morning or praying in the morning. These are our components of worship. But worship itself is much more than just reading the Bible. The intention of reading the Bible is to see God. But it's possible for us to, at the end of the day to read a passage and meditate on it and not actually take time to see God. We can pray definitely. But again, these are only components. But an essential aspect of worship is actually to experience God. And that is what happened with Ezekiel. And when he experienced God, you know, he was stuck by the awe of God. He was caught in the, you know, the beauty of the power of God. And so it says he fell down. And that is when it says, the spirit came into me. The spirit took over Ezekiel because Ezekiel was now a person who was located in a place where he would see God and be able to hear God's direction. Because worship is that which translates us into a new place in the presence of God. Because definitely God can speak to us in the midst of all the noise. But I believe that an intentional worship time is something that is a treasured moment in all our, all our lives. And that's the time it says, the spirit of the Lord came into me, raised me to my feet, and I heard him speak to me. Now, Ezekiel hears the spirit of God speak to him. 
And what the Spirit says is in verse 3, Son of man, I'm sending you to the Israelites. And so, as in the prophet Isaiah, and many times, the Holy Spirit is someone who is a commissioning spirit. The Holy Spirit is not given to us for an entertainment. I always I strongly believe that one of the characteristics or in fact a very significant characteristic of a spirit-filled person or a spirit-directed community is the commitment to mission because it is in that context we hear clearly the words of Jesus or the words of God. And the words of God here is saying, I am sending you to the Israelites. Ezekiel is already prepared properly to receive that. In the case of Isaiah, Isaiah was you know, so touched by the beauty of God that he felt and he knew that he was a man with you know, tongue. He said speech that is uh, unclean. But God then cleansed him and then asked a question, who will go for me? Here in Ezekiel, there is no such question. Perhaps Ezekiel was concerned. Ezekiel was somebody who was very concerned about the condition of his people. Isaiah also would have been concerned. But here we see that Ezekiel was, you know, in that position where he could hear straight away the words of God saying, I am sending you to a people who are a rebellious nation. And then it goes on, you know, from then onwards, it says, um, you know, the prophet, the spirit of God communicates with Ezekiel. And then what is beautiful is that Ezekiel now has an experience in which he says in verse 12 of chapter three, then the spirit lifted me up. I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place where it was standing. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other and the sound of the wings beside them, a loud rumbling sound. The spirit then lifted me up and took me away. You know, he's beginning to see the beauty of God, the holiness of God, the, you know, the concerns of God, because already he has told him, I'm sending you to speak to a rebellious people. And actually God in the earlier chapter, you know, tells them about this and the people of Israel. And then he says here a very important verse. It says in verse 14, the spirit lifted me up and took me away. He was watching the spirit, you know, lifted him to a place where he says, I went in bitterness and in the anger of my spirit with the strong hand of the Lord on me. I came to the exiles who lived at Tel Aviv near the Kebar River, and there and there where they were living, I sat among them for seven days, deeply distressed. What happened with this experience for Ezekiel, with the fact that he saw God as a God, or, you know, who's high and lifted up, the God who is involved and, you know, in control, and a nation who have rebelled against God, and he saw that and, you know, it said the verse here is that when he had the spiritual experience and the spirit lifted him up, he was not simply going out to tell them, but he says, I went in bitterness. 
he it's not a bitterness intent he was upset with you know with god but you know the spirit had given him a burden in which he says he was angry in my spirit because he felt the pain of god about the nations and that's what worship does worship doesn't simply end up with a great feeling good feeling <coughs> it makes us realize that the god who we are worshiping is a god who is a broken god broken about the world in which we live and when we are anointed by the holy spirit when we are lifted up by the holy spirit we feel the pain on god's heart as isaiah felt who would go for me and here ezekiel god told him i'm sending you to a rebellious people and when that experience was over you know what was happening is that ezekiel says i went in bitterness and in anger in my spirit and the strong hand of the lord was upon me again that emphasis on the strong hand yes not only did ezekiel feel the pain of god but also he felt the pain of this responsibility god has given it was not a message that was an easy message because earlier in chapter 2 he says you know god tells him son of man i'm sending you to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me and later on it says in verse 5 whether they listen or fail to listen for they are a rebellious people they will know that a prophet has been among them son of man do not be afraid so so ezekiel was fully aware that the task that he was given was a difficult task because the people had rebelled against god and perhaps the the fear of going to such a people it was not sent to give them good news it was to announce god's anger and god's punishment and so it is possible that not only did he feel anger in his spirit but also there was the fear and so what he hears is the strong hand of the lord was upon me not here that's the experience he had it is not only the hand of the lord was upon him it is not just a fact that the hand of the lord was a protection but the hand of the lord was a equipping presence and so ezekiel says he went then you know he had come to this place and he sat among them for 7 days that is those who are the elders perhaps and so you know ezekiel had this interesting experience where the spirit of the lord lifted him to another level where he felt the concern of god that's the work of the holy spirit because as we live in today's world we are definitely concerned about everything that happens but very often we are concerned not because god is concerned about it because we are concerned but it is in worship what happens is we begin to realize the brokenness of god over the situation that is around us because sometimes we are comfortable with many things that break the heart of god and that's what the spirit does here so when it says the spirit took him up and then it says in verse 24 the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet he spoke to me and said go shut yourself in your side of your house you know he was symbolically communicating what god was going to do let me quickly move on and what happened later on is that uh, there, there is a very interesting uh, situation that uh, you know the rest of the chapters there are about uh, 
you know, Ezekiel being, uh, you know, the spirit of the Lord telling him what he was going to do. Now in chapter eight, uh, there again, there is a very beautiful picture of the spirit's role. It says in verse one, in the sixth year, in the sixth month, on the fifth day, while I was sitting in my house, the elders of Judah were sitting before me. So now what happened is Elijah was having a group visiting him from Judah. This kind of a travel was very familiar. If you remember in the, in the book of Nehemiah, there were people who came from Judah to meet Nehemiah and they told him about the wall that was broken. And here too, we find elders who had come and they were sitting before me. And I looked and I saw a figure like that of a man from what appeared to be his waist down, he was like fire. And from there up, his appearance was as bright as the glowing metal. What is happening is Ezekiel was having a group of elders in front of him who had come perhaps to consult him. But what Ezekiel saw was a divine intervention. And he says, he's, you know, he saw this person, he stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The spirit lifted me up. And you know, here is Ezekiel physically sitting in front of these elders, or the elders were sitting in front of him. And they had come to inquire from him. But before he could inquire, they could ask him, or even they may have asked him, what happened is there was a divine intervention and the spirit lifted up Ezekiel. Now, it is not a physical lifting him up, but what the spirit does is the spirit lifted me and he took me to Jerusalem, you know, many miles away. You know, here is Ezekiel being transported back to Jerusalem, the place from which these elders had come. And they were sitting in front of him and there the spirit took him and he went to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court in the temple, where the idol that provokes to jealousy, that provokes God to jealousy stood. And there before me was the glory of the God of Israel, as in the vision I had seen in the plain. Again, that seems to be the kind of a reference point for Ezekiel. He was sitting here and in his mind, he was transported to Jerusalem and there God again appeared to show him how God was deeply hurt with these people. He said to me, son of man, look towards the north. And I looked to the entrance of the north gate and I saw this idol of jealousy. Now it's not an idol of jealousy, but an idol that provoked God's anger because the people of Israel were worshiping God, this idol, and they were doing it right in the temple of God. And he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the Israelites are doing here. Things that will drive me far from my sanctuary. But you will see things that are even more detestable. He said, this is not all. He brought me to the entrance to the court. I looked and I saw a hole in the wall. And he said to me, son of man, now dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall. Remember, these are all just images that Ezekiel was seeing and saw a doorway there. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked and detestable things they're doing. So I went in and I looked, I saw portrayed all over the walls, all kinds of crawling things, unclean animals and all the idols of Israel. 
in front of them stood 70 elders of Israel. And Jasaniah, the son of Shaphan, was standing among them. Each had a censer in his hand, and fragrant cloud of incense was raising. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen what the elders of Israel are doing in the darkness? Each at the shrine of his own idol. They say the Lord does not see. The Lord has forsaken the land. And again, he said, you will see them doing things that are even more detestable. And then he brought me to the entrance of the North Gate, And I saw a woman sitting there mourning the God of Tammuz. And he said, do you see this son of man? He brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord. And there at the entrance, he saw all that was happening. And then he says, in verse 17, he said to me, have you seen this son of man? Is it a trivial matter for the people of Judah to do the detestable things they're doing here? Must they also fill the land with violence? Not only were they doing idol worshiping, but they were violent and continually aroused my anger. Look at them putting the branch to their nose. Therefore, I will deal with them in an anger. I will look on them in pity. And then again, he began to hear, you know, the uh, loud voice, it says in chapter 9, verse 1, bring near those who are appointed to execute judgment on the city. Each with the weapon in his hand, I saw six men coming from the direction of the north gate. It's basically people whom God was using to punish them. God says, I'm going to punish these elders. And these elders are sitting in front of Ezekiel. And God actually shows Ezekiel by the spirit. Actually, their double life. Ezekiel has been asked to, you know, they have come to sit in front of Ezekiel and inquire. But God helps Ezekiel to discern that these people actually are not sincere about God. And that's what the Spirit of God does. The Spirit of God is a spirit that helps us to discern things. Very important for us to be in a situation where we know that to discern the situation. And so what happens is that when he saw it, you know, he, uh, he, he sees that God is going to punish. And then there's this verse in chapter nine, God is sending people out to punish you. These are all visions that Ezekiel is seeing, you know, and then he says, but before these people go out, it says in verse four, I said to him, go throughout the city of Jerusalem and put a mark on the forehead of those who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. Now, definitely God says, I'm going to punish the people of Judah. But he says, before I punish them, I want to mark those who are not part of this, you know, all the evil and the wickedness and the violence. These are people, he says, who grieve and lament over all the detestable things that are done in it. There are a people who are upset. There are a people who are worried, are concerned. And God says, before I punish them, I want you to put a mark on their forehead so that they are not punished by me. And so, you know, what happened is that as, I, as the prophet, that Ezekiel says, he begins, you know, they were, the punishment starts. And they said to him, defile the temple, fill the courts with the slain. And I fell face down. You know, they were, you know, he could see God's punishment, crying out, Sovereign Lord, are you going to destroy the entire remnant of Israel? 
Ezekiel is just seeing all that God is going to do. And then what happens is that he sees again the glory of God. And then it says in chapter 10 that Ezekiel sees all these things. And then it says, verse 18 of chapter 11, he says, he saw the glory of God depart from over the threshold of the temple and stood above the cherubim. He saw the glory of God. And now he sees a very important thing that happens. These elders came to Ezekiel for counsel, but God showed them that these elders were not sincere and God was going to punish. And not only was he going to punish, but one of the things that was going to happen is that the glory of the Lord will depart from the temple. And he says, while I watched, he saw and the glory of Israel was above them. These were the living creatures I had seen beneath the God of Israel. I realized they were the cherubim. And then he says, God left the temple. A very important verse because later on, from chapter 12 onwards, that God punishes Judah. But a very important thing for Ezekiel to realize is that God had given up or he had moved out of Jerusalem. And then in verse 11, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord lifted me, brought me to the gate of the house of the Lord. Again, he saw what was happening. I saw among them, there at the entrance of the gate, were the 25 men. And I saw among them, Jasaniah, the son of Azur, and all those people. And the Lord said to me, Son of man, these are the men who are plotting evil and giving wicked advice to the city. They say, haven't our houses been recently rebuilt? This city is a pot and we are meat in it. And so he says, prophesy against them. Then the spirit of the Lord came to me and he told me to say, this is what the Lord is saying. This is what you are saying, you leaders in Israel. But I know what is going through your mind. You have killed many people in the city and filled it, its street with the dead. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The bodies you have thrown there are meat, and this city is the pot, and I will drive you out. Now Ezekiel is back there. He's telling those elders. Spirit of God is telling him to tell those elders that God is going to punish them. And you will know that I am the Lord, for you have not followed my decrees, and you have or kept my law. Now, here is Ezekiel sitting back again in the front of the elders. It didn't take too long. It's not as though Ezekiel was sitting there and he was in a trance and he had gone off for two hours and then came back. It was, the elders were waiting. Ezekiel was taken off because he want, God was showing him the character of these people who are in front of him. And then, so he says, now God is going to punish you. And in verse 13, now as I was prophesying, Pelatria, the son of Benaiah, died. Then I fell face down and cried out in a loud voice, Alas, sovereign Lord, will you completely destroy the remnant of Israel? You know, so basically what happened is Ezekiel was telling the prophesy to them. He went, took a short break, went all the way to Jerusalem and saw these people from God's perspective. You know, it's a very important part when we talk about the Holy Spirit. And that is what we notice in Jesus many times. 
and Jesus and even the early apostles, you know, when the spirit of the Lord is upon them, they had a fantastic sense of discernment. Even when Jesus saw Nathaniel and he said, this man is without guile. And he said, I saw him before, you know, while he was standing under the tree. And very often it says Jesus knew what they were thinking. And I think that is the important part of the Holy Spirit in Ezekiel. Ezekiel was someone who was called by God and God equipped him with the gift of discerning. You remember it says earlier in Isaiah, when the spirit of the Lord is upon us, it says we will do justice. We won't be carried away by what we hear or what we see, but we will know the truth. And these are times in which we, there is a deep desire or a need to be more precise that we who are the follower of Jesus live a life which is spirit-filled because we cannot be pushed by the crowd, but we should be people who can discern. Sometimes the people sitting in front of us may look very sincere and they would want to know the mind of God. It's often we find that in the Old Testament. People who come wanting to seek the mind of God. But God has to constantly say, I know you. I know that you worship me with your lips, but your heart is not here. And I think that is very important for us. When people come to ask us, many times it happens. I've had experiences when somebody comes to me and to ask something. And I have to pray and say, because they sound so good. They sound so sincere. But sometimes you feel uncomfortable in your spirit. There is more to what is what you're hearing. And at that time, the spirit of God, perhaps, you know, I've not had an experience where the spirit of God has shown me like Ezekiel saw what these people were. But many times the spirit prompts you to ask something. And then you suddenly find that they will tell you something which helps you to put those pieces together. And uh, if you remember, Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman and she said she wanted the water, the living water. And Jesus said, go bring your husband. And that was something which totally opened her mind. There's nothing to do with conversation about morals and husband and things like that. But Jesus said, go bring your husband. You know, just to imagine what is that one thing that Jesus said, which opened the whole place for her to see that he is the Messiah. And uh, when she said, I don't have a husband, Jesus said, yes, you know, you had many husbands and the one you are now living with is not your husband. And she immediately was impressed and she said, they would try to get into a theological question. But here was someone who was able to discern in the midst of a conversation about water as to what was the real issue. You know, a rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to have eternal life? After listening to him and his commitment, Jesus said, sell all that you have and give it to the poor and come follow me. That's the one thing the Bible says he was sad to do. You know, many times we waste a lot of words in counseling people. But it's very important for us to understand we could have saved a lot of pain if we had learned to discipline ourselves to consult the spirit. The spirit may not give you a vision about the background, but definitely the spirit prompts us 
to ask the right question, not to be led by the conversation, but to lead the conversation. Because God's intention is that people would find life. And here were this group of people, who elders who came all the way from Jerusalem and who sat in front of Ezekiel, looked very sincere. But God said, don't trust them. They are the main reason for all the problem in Jerusalem. They are the main reason for the problem in Jerusalem. So let me stop now. Our time is up. And I will continue looking at Ezekiel the next time when I come. And I think it's very important for us to understand this is a very important area of the Holy Spirit's role in us. The Holy Spirit doesn't get carried away with a lot of things that happen around us. But the Holy Spirit equips us to discern, discern the truth in the situation. And it's not something that comes, you know, by any particular calculation. It comes by, as like in the case of Ezekiel, intentionally taking time to focus on God. Now, he definitely was not somebody who it says that he was seeking anything. He just wanted to be alone with God. And he saw God. When you see God, you also hear God's voice. And the spirit came upon him. A very beautiful imagery. And Ezekiel perhaps is one of those prophets who communicated to us what happens when you are spirit-directed and spirit-filled. He says, the spirit came into me. And the spirit helped him to see things from God's perspective. And even when we read God's word, it's very important for us, even before we read, to ask the Spirit to open our eyes. Because otherwise, we will be caught up in the words and not see what God wants us to see. And then even when we pray, Jesus said, you know, Jesus didn't say, Paul said in Romans chapter 8, the Spirit intercedes for us because the Spirit knows. We don't know what to pray for. And so after we have prayed with our list of prayer requests, it's good to align ourselves to the Spirit's prayers. And these are things which are very important for us in our experience of the Holy Spirit. Let me stop now. And uh, if you have any questions, very important for us as we look at the Holy Spirit. You know, the Spirit-filled person, a Spirit-directed person, somebody who has this kind of a capacity, now, the only difference is that today, people who claim such capacities are people who use that capacity to control and destroy other people. Now, Ezekiel was told, you're going to a rebellious people, not a people who are going to be carried away. So it is going to be tough. But this is your ministry. This is what he saw. And the Spirit showed him that God had departed. A very important uh, you know, image that Ezekiel saw. And from chapter 12 onwards till chapter 40 or 39, you know, the whole punishment of God. And then in chapter 40, what happens is the glory of God returns again after God has punished the people of Judah. We'll look at it the next time when I look at the passage. Thank you for taking time out and being a part of this Bible study. Veritas Podcast is a podcast run by students and we upload every week on Wednesdays. If you find our content engaging and wish to know more, kindly subscribe to our podcast channel. Thank you for listening and we hope that you are blessed by this initiative.